Hi, everyone. I'm Laurel Simmons, and welcome to another episode of the Right Club podcast. I'm joined today by Catherine Nelson Riley as my co host. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Laurel. I'm really looking forward to today's episode with Darwin and Steve. They have a way of really thinking outside the box. Yeah. So it's Darwin Zerfin and Steve Blasiak. They are, yeah, they just, they've got a strategy that you guys really have to listen to because, you know, it's not these asset classes that we all know about, right? The single family home, the semis, the triplexes, the multifamily, the bigger apartment buildings, you know, investing in this and investing in that. But you know what? These guys, are talking about campgrounds. And I don't know about you, but I know an awful lot of people who like to camp. And as we talk about in the episode, there's way more people who want to camp than there are campgrounds to accommodate them, right? So it makes for a really interesting investment opportunity. So let's go ahead and listen to this episode as they talk about the wise wherefores and all the neat things that happen in the world of camping and glamping and this really cool welcome to the right club podcast where the focus is on helping you the real estate investor advance to the next level and now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life hey german hi steve nice to have you here with us at the right club podcast so let's get right into it okay camping clapping oh this sounds really cool we're going to get into why you want to invest in camping or campgrounds and all the rest of it. But I really want to know what made you think of this and why do it? Like, what's the story behind this? Darwin, why don't you start with that question? It's, it's a fun industry and it's a feel-good investment where not only are you doing well for your investments because of the fundamentals, but you're feeling good about uh, the customers that you have and helping get people outdoors, uh, have activity with uh, friends and family ultimately just get away from the grind of the normal work week and not just stay at home on the weekends, like time to get outside. And, and there's lots of health benefits that go along with it, uh, but that exercise and, and, and just the building friendships. It's a fun new asset class. It's an up and coming asset class in the investment world. Okay. How much camping do you do? Because I've seen pictures of you, right? How much camping do you do and where do you go? Well, we invest in RV and cabin resorts. And so a couple of years ago, I was in an RV all summer in Revelstoke, running our campground there. Uh, now, last summer, this summer, I'm in my cottage in a campground. So we're managing one of the campgrounds. So I'm all summer. I don't actually go home back to the city in the summer for more than two or three days. Oh, that sounds like <laughs> awful lot of fun. What about yeah. you, Steve? Why are you interested in this? Well, one of the perks eh, of owning it is that you can stay up there all summer, all the time you want. Yeah, absolutely. I'm interested in this because it is totally out of the box, new type of investing. I mean, people have been there, done that, talked about uh, buying and flipping houses or buying and holding, buying pre-sales and all that stuff. So where do you put, you know, fresh ingenuitive money nowadays? And I got to admit, Darwin hit it out of the box with, with investing in buying old dilapidated campgrounds and, you know, putting the energy, putting the money into them, making them beautiful, and then uh, either selling them off, selling the RV units off, or just hanging on to the entire thing and running it as a business. It's three different business models that Darwin does. Where have you actually gone camping? Uh, I'll go all the way back. Many years ago, I bought a six 
uh, bedroom cottage right on the lake. Uh, I had 1,200 feet of frontage on the lake. So that was an investment slash cottage country year-round little business that I had. And, and then going back before that, obviously, with the family up in Muskoka, Lake Simcoe, uh, out in eastern Ontario. So yeah, camping and cottage country has been in my life forever. And I, that's one of the reasons I gravitated to lifestyles, is, which is Darwin, what he's creating. Is because I just absolutely adore the camping idea. And for everything what you just said, Darvin, the, the health aspect about it and making money. Oh, and that's always helpful. That's really <laughs> important to be able to do that, not for real estate investors as well. So in real estate, location is always key. So tell us about where you invest and why. Um, Darvin, why don't you go first on this? I mean, with uh, Pinnacle Lifestyles, we're focused on two different regions. One is along highway number one as you get into the Rocky Mountains, and then you go to the North Okanagan. So it's good access. They're spending billions of dollars expanding the highway. And so there's always going to be demand. But our biggest amenity in RV parks and in cabin resorts is really the outdoors. And so if, if you can buy in a location where people from all over the world want to come to, you're going to have a very stable investment through uh, different economic times where, uh, you know, even through COVID, we had restrictions on where people could travel, but the people within the region just love going to these destinations. And, you know, in a normal year, you would have people coming from, from Eastern Canada and from uh, outside of Canada. So our focus has been highway number one along the Rocky Mountains. And then the second region would be the Kootenays. And so a lot of people have heard of the Kootenays, but it's a less traveled to zone just because it's, it's so far west and, and then southern interior BC, where it's got really great weather a year round. And it's, a, it's the largest inland rainforest in North America. And so it's very plush and green and tons of wildlife. So it's just one of those very special places that's in our own backyard. And a lot of people uh, haven't had a chance to get there. But when you get there, it's the kind of place that you just don't want to leave. So, so that's our locations and, and why we chose uh, those two for, for the current fund that we're in now. Do you find that, I guess this is a two-part question. So, so the demographic, this is about demographics, the demographic of the people that go to the campgrounds, and then there's a demographic of the people who invest in the campgrounds, right? They're probably, they may be the same. They may not be. That's why I'm asking the question. So who's going and who's investing? Like, you know, in broad terms. Yeah, that's a good question. I think there's a big rise in demand of who's going camping. As far as millennials and the younger generations, they're camping more and more. And as people are getting older, they're camping in their RVs or more luxury or motorhomes or going to the cottages. You know, they want something a little bit bigger and a little bit more comfortable. So it just depends on how much people want to travel. But uh, the age demographic has been increasing all the way from young to old. So really, I mean, I'd say almost everybody is camping. It's a majority of Canadians that, that either have been camping this year or want to camp this year. And, and for investing, our fund is limited to accredited investors. So on average, we would see somebody that's, you know, probably 40 plus because they have to have a million dollars investable assets or $200,000 in income. So it's a little bit of the older crowd that's going into the investment side because um, they have to be a little bit more established. But a little deeper on the investors, I think that anybody who's looking, again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but that are looking for out-of-the-box type of investments and looking for huge upsides. Because Darvin, you're buying these campgrounds that are a little bit, what, run down, owned by mama pops. If you could sort of go into to that angle and talk about the upside from there. 
Yeah, you bet. Yeah. And I think the investors are somewhat sophisticated investors on the real estate side, and they've already been generating their returns from REITs or from other forms of real estate. And they're seeing this as a, as a slightly different asset class, albeit still real estate, but with a different uh, potential and uh, can do well in different kinds of market cycles. But we're looking for campgrounds, like Steve said, that we have a chance to improve on. So just like if you're buying apartment building that's in a great location and just needs some love, and you can take the rents from, you know, from where they are to a different level. So outdoor amenities is, is what we're looking for. We don't really have to do a ton because we're buying in the right location, but we are taking the, them and upgrading the services. So maybe upgrading the power, the water, the septic, the roads. And we do add amenities too. So sometimes it's a swimming pool or it's a man-made lake, or we put barrel saunas in and we try to have that to that feel that you're in a nicer resort and so all of our locations have the cedar barrel saunas and we have kayak rentals or boat rentals or bike rentals and we just add those things that people want to do when they get to your resort depending on where the resort is and what the amenities are so we make it easy for them to go out and get active and then choose their activities yeah. oh it really is kind of a camping slash glamping situation right where you, you're providing all those resort amenities but you're still in the outdoors and really enjoying nature, getting away from it all. Yeah, exactly. And well, you're getting away from it all, but you're going to, getting away from the stuff you don't want to have, going to the stuff you do want to have, right? Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and just experience, it is about experience. That's where memories are created by having uh, really great experiences. And so glamping's one that people want to experience. Like the amount of people want to experience going into a geodesic dome out in the wilderness where you got beautiful views, but you also have the luxuries of being in something that's a little bit newer and a nice, comfortable bed versus a, a tent. And so we've been building those in our Sycamus campground and that's in, in our golden property. We're going to have a whole little community that's just uh, this geodesic domes. But it's, yeah, again, goes back to the experience of, of what if people want to come and try. So this is not new for probably the States. I'm thinking of like KOA, right, Camp? Campgrounds of America, but in, is this a sort of a new Canadian concept for Canadians? Either is Campgrounds of America is in no, Canada. No, I meant it is. I mean, if you've got KOA in the in the states, I mean they they are. I know they're in North America, but also in the states. But this your projects are Canadian, and so this is strictly Canadian, right? And this is, so I guess the question is: this a a new concept for Canada from a Canadian company? It is, yeah. There's nobody doing anything quite like what Pinnacle Lifestyles is doing as far as putting up a chain of resort in Western Canada together for customers to go from one resort to the other resort. And we've seen a lot of that happening this summer where people were just on a Pinnacle Lifestyles tour going from resort to resort, which is kind of nice to see that that was our intention. And it's it's happening maybe even sooner than we thought. But it, yeah, it's very unique in our model, our investment model is very unique as well. The way that we generate returns, it's not just getting the income from the rentals. We have a bunch of different business models that we look to generate returns from. Okay. So it's, I know that running a campground or, or a glam ground, whatever it is you would call it, a glam I, ground. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a glam ground. Um, is it difficult? Because I, I can imagine some people are listening to this going, okay, you know what? I'm going to go out and and just find a little campground and run it myself and, and do exactly what you're doing. And I'm thinking, I bet there's an awful lot of work involved. In fact, 
don't, there, I know there's an awful lot of work at all. It's not just finding the campground. It's everything that goes around it and finding the people to look after the place, right? The maintenance, dealing, just, just the administration alone would probably have people running into the lake and not coming out. That's what I'm thinking. Right? Yeah, and, that, and that's what we found is putting together the team is, is critical and where it, for us, it makes sense to have multiple campgrounds. So we have the bigger team because the obvious is, you know, what you stated, like you need someone that's really good at managing and it's a pretty early in the morning, it's pretty late at night. So you don't just have the same person necessarily start at 7 a.m. and go till you know, 10 or 11 p.m. So you do have to have multiple staff and, and people that are, are business savvy so they can make the right business calls because you're dealing with different types of people or different kinds of problems. And so they have to be able to troubleshoot. You got to have groundskeepers. You got to have cleaners, right? You got cabins that you're turning over or just cleaning the campsites. Uh, you got to have customer service agents. You have to have your booking agents. And so that's what you see when you go into campground. But what you don't see is the stuff in the background, like what actually makes the business run. And you do need, like for us, we have a senior operations person that oversees all the different campgrounds and they're making policy procedures manuals. Um, so they're, they're looking at operations, they're training the, the staff on how to make sure you get people rebooking and how do you make sure customers are having the right experience. And so that operational side is something that's an offsite for us to head office roles. I mean, people are tech savvy because you're writing different forms. And for us, we got really good digital booking software, tons of customizations go in and out of that. And it keeps on evolving and developing. And so we need a tech savvy person to kind of run that and make our booking systems better. But you have to have different trades people too, not necessarily on site all the time, but if you have like for us, four or five campgrounds in one region, then you got somebody on hand that could be your plumber, could be your electrician. We got a technical lifestyles electrician that goes to different properties, saves us a lot of money because of his deep knowledge of our campgrounds and, and knows where everything is in all of our campgrounds. And so electrical issues happen at campgrounds, you know, almost like for sure every week, you're going to have some kind of electrical issues at, at, at your campgrounds plumbers as well, right? Cause you got septic, you got plumbing, you got, you know, you got the to lots of toilets and public washrooms. And so septic backups or, you know, other issues like that. So it's good to have the trades and you have to have that. And of course, just like any other investment, you know, when you're buying or when you're dealing with certain issues, you got to have a lawyer. So somebody that understands your business and, and knows how to get around certain issues and help you do the due diligence on them. And, and then there's your accounting. I mean, there's in our business, because we do more than just the regular camp, camping and nightlies. So we have sales as well, because we're selling cabin lots or we're selling cabin, cabins or RV sites. And so there's a whole department there. And then of course there's a marketing department. So you don't, you don't see that. If you want to really optimize the business and you want to get the right level of clientele in there that are willing to pay for glamping or a higher level of services that we're trying to provide. You are marketing to, to a little bit of a newer clientele. So having strong marketing is, is always key as well. So yes, yeah, quite, quite a big team that, that we put together to deal with the different campgrounds and they all work together and help each property out and everybody works better and gets smarter because of the team that we have. And what's interesting about what you're saying, I'm, I'm realizing myself just how in, in, intricate it is to run several campgrounds, but you're buying campgrounds from a mom of pop who barely had a website, who didn't have online booking. And as a matter of fact, wasn't one of your resorts was cash only? Like, yeah, you know, taking it from there to what Darwin's saying, there, there's the upside for investors to realize the mm. potential that there is in 
taking a dilapidated campsite. Yeah, we're making tons of changes. Like I, you know, it wasn't, one wasn't cash only, but they didn't want to cash and we're trying to do no cash. So we're moving towards like, hey, let's get everything onto a cashless system because from an investor standpoint, you don't really want to see cash. So everything is digital. You can put it on your account. If your kids want to come into the store, they don't need cash. They just put it on your account. And that everything must hurt. <laughs> So, okay. So, no, I I would, so I think that this means then that, so the kind of campgrounds you're talking about, they really are a resort. They're a step up from, or sorry, a step up from the traditional campgrounds that maybe I remember when I was going to as a kid, where you, you well, okay, past the tent stage, but maybe to an RV, a trailer, and you'd have an electrical hookup if you were lucky. And the camp, like a, a place for the fire and a table, big, big table, a couple of trees. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you're at provincial parks, well, that's different. You know, you've got whatever, you know, amenities they have on the little camp store. Well, almost all campgrounds had some kind of convenience store because, I mean, you, people run out of bread and milk and all the rest of it, right? But it, it sounds to me like this is a couple of steps up from there. We're really talking about a resort level situation, right? That's right. And they're all unique. So, you know, our White Lake fishing resort is tailored to fishing. So we have someone on site who's an expert knowledge of fishing the lake. And so we rent fishing boats. So we sell the tackle and the bait and tells them where to go. And so there's a bit of a, you know, a fishing guide that's on site with the resort managers. And so, and there's a fishing lodge, you know, that we can do larger groups into fishing but we have a 50 boat slip marina you know we provide gas so you're selling other things that are going with the campground but if the kokanee springs it's the opposite where it's all land-based we're all you know we got a golf resort and so you know there's mountain biking and there's we're building a man-made lake in there so there'll be like kind of an on-site beach and, and amenities but there's a higher-end restaurant and i got a clubhouse that's already came with the property so we continue to run that so yeah, there's different amenities at different properties and, and they all have their own specialty. Are you planning on staying in BC or expanding? What are sort of what are the what are your thoughts on that? Well, that's a good question because we're open to what makes sense from an investor standpoint. So I think over time things are going to change. We know things change over time, but right now we've chosen BC because it's got the most attractive numbers. When you look at going into a new business and you look supply and demand, it's like a key indicator of like, okay, well. Is there enough supply or is there just way too much demand? And, and British Columbia is much different. Like you see in, in Ontario, you have about six different places to go plug an RV into for every RV that's owned. And so that means five people may not go get to go plug their RV in on July long weekend or August long weekend because there's only enough for one out of six to go plug. In British Columbia, it's 20. There's uh, 20 RVs looking for a spot and there's one fully service site available for every 20 RVs. And we've seen record boat sales and RV sales over the last few years. So those numbers are even more out of, out of whack as far as supply and demand goes. So that's why we chose in British Columbia because it's most attractive as far as the, the lack of supply. And, and so we're coming in to solve a problem by buying larger parcels of land where we can put in new sites and, and our business model other than nightly camping is that we can spend about $33,000 on a site and that includes the amenities around it. So upgrading the roads around it or putting it towards a swimming lake, uh, but it's 33,000 a site you go in, we can sell, uh, two of those sites for about a hundred thousand 
$100,000 each can sell those sites and maybe we can keep a third or fourth site that we build for nightly rentals. So now we're getting our capital back for the resort. We're getting our capital back for the new sites that we put in and we still have some extra cash flow for investors, but we also have more assets that are generating income forever, right? Because we'll have more nightly sites that we're not going to sell. And, and those are paid for out of the earlier years generation from the, the lot sales. Do you get any pushback from people who are in the area, like, I don't know, cottagers or anybody around when you go in to do something like I guess the question really is, are there like zoning, like just as if, as if you're in a city, right? Or a mm-hmm. municipality and you want to maybe, I don't know, it's not to change the use because it's a campground, it's a campground, but you're also adding things like, for example, if you were in a city and you had maybe just single family homes, and you wanted to go in and add um, a low-rise apartment building. So I guess that's kind of the parallel here. You have a campground, now you're adding in cottages, and now you're doing this. Are there those kinds of issues to deal with? Yeah, no, it's a good question, Laurel. There, there, uh, there is. We've avoided some campgrounds because they didn't want someone coming in doing any more development in the region. So, so you know, simple answer for us is we just avoid it because that's a risk level that we don't want to see in the investment. And so our biggest properties and our current fund that's RSP eligible would be in two areas where there's no zoning. So we got the Kokanee Springs, we got 432 acres and there's no zoning uh, in that area. And so we still have to do things with Ministry of Health or environment and, and make sure that we're doing everything that way. But we're also in in more remote areas too. And that's the, that's the difference between developing in the city where you got neighbors everywhere. You know, our other property is in Golden, but it's out, it's outside of the town of Golden. It's in what used to be a very old town called Donald where they made the railway track. It's got a lot of neat history, but it doesn't have zoning restrictions. And they said, go ahead and start constructing what you want for your domes and your glamping and your campground. And so we find that out before we buy the property and it has to already be zoned for what we need, or we want to make that a condition of the purchase so we can get the zoning that we need. So with that being um, kind of a background that's there and your reasons why, but what's the outlook, the long-term outlook for camping in Canada? Yeah, that's the exciting part, I think, is that it's just the trends are on up. And, and so much of what we've been learning about, you know, even just health and wellness is saying, get outdoors more, right? Like, you know, 80% of the people say they feel less stress when they go camping. So that's a pretty big number, right? If you're dealing with stress at a time when we're more stressed than ever as a population, right? We're busier, we're on electronics more, we're at our desks more, but yeah, people have lower blood pressure, uh, you know, lower heart rates when they go camping. So the trends seem to be going the right way. The amount of people who want to try something new, different forms of camping or glamping are, are increasing. The fact that you can work remote, you know, employers are letting us get away and say, hey, can I work remote next week? Probably 20 years ago, you wouldn't even be You'd be scared to ask your boss that question, but because of COVID and because of just modernization, people were working remote anyways. Sometimes they're not even asking, they're just going, right? That's true. We have a lot of people. See, do you get get out to these uh, these campgrounds and you you go to see them out in BC? I have been invited, but I have not taken Darwin up on the invitation. Yes. He's coming out. Yeah, because I they sound really great. And like, hey, you can get out there, take your computer and just go. Like you have yeah. Wi-Fi at your campgrounds, right, Darwin? 
we have high speed internet at all the campgrounds. So really, yeah, you're right. These days, it doesn't matter where you are. And if you've got the kind of the work you're doing is as long as you have access to the internet and telecommunications, it doesn't matter, right? Where you are. Although I understand the concept of getting away from it all. (laughs) But if you're going to be there for a whole summer, maybe you occasionally want to hop in and see what's going on. I don't know. I'm sure Darwin would extend extend an uh, invitation for you ladies or anybody else. If they want to drop in and visit one of the sites, give us a call. I'd love to host you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. So when people invest, like what kind of, like, what do they get out of it? What do your investors get out of it? Yeah, so there, I mean, they got to be part of a really great story. Like I said, it's RSB eligible or TFSA eligible. If it's cash, it's, it does have some good tax benefits that come along with it. But in general, we're looking for cash flowing returns like you would see in, in, in other kinds of real estate with the, the, the addition of the chance to develop more lots. And so it's not the same risk level as developing most things in the real estate world. We're putting in power, water, sewer into the ground. And then we got another lot. And so that's more cash flow where we sell the lot and we recapitalize. And so we look to get double digit returns for investors in the short and the long term. Uh, and our goal was within five years to have all your capital back, but then have a very good cash flowing investment after that, which you could sell or you could just hang on to uh, for cash flow. Uh, but the different streams of income, it's like we have like the boat rentals or the gas sales or the golf green fees or the restaurant and the store and, and we have management fees. So if, if people buy their lots, we get the capital out of that, pays for the resort, but we still have management fees, right? Because we're if they want to rent out their cabin or their RV site, we got ongoing management fees that way as well. And so, yeah, there's multiple streams of income that come from this and it's one parent company that owns all the different businesses within. So everybody's got the same class A voting shares and, and you own all of the businesses and the companies that hold title to uh, all of the properties. Cool. I mean, I think it's a great concept. It's, I, you know, I think it's cool that this is happening in Canada and it's homegrown Canadian, right? That's what we want. <laughs> okay. It is now time to move on to the lightning round. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. So we are going to ask each of you a question. You'll get two questions each. And these are not hard. Nope, this is not a trick. These are not trick questions. It's not an exam. So Catherine, why don't you ask Darwin the first question? So with everything that you have been doing over the years, and there's quite an extension to that, what is the best advice you've ever received from another investor? Oh, wow. That's a, I have received lots of different advice. I think the best advice is to be patient with your money. And I find we've seen a lot of people get 
you know, get greedy and look for these quick returns. And that's where you lose your money. And Warren Buffett's always saying, you know, number one, two, three rules, don't lose your money, don't lose your capital. And so uh, just to be patient with your money, look long-term, don't think, don't be short-sighted and, and try and just make quick flips because that's generally where there's more risks. So look for a good business with a good plan uh, that has a good outlook. You know, we think that we have tailwinds behind the, this, this sector. So go into a sector that has the tailwinds you know, where the supply and the demand are out of whack and, and just stick it out, stay with it. You know, we provide liquidity after five years, but I think if you don't need the money, somebody would be foolish to take that liquidity, you know, just keep riding it and it's going to be a good long-term investment. Okay. All right, Steve, your turn. Steve, now I've known you for a number of years, so uh, this is going to be a nice question for you and you should be scared now. Uh, <laughs> if you were to go back, and talk to the 18 year old Steve, what would you tell him to do? Darn, 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 settle down for heaven's sake. Eh? Yeah, no, I was, I, I did bounce around a lot and I had too much energy. So I think that, you know, surround yourself with smarter people than yourself and be patient, listen. There's, yeah. <laughs> you almost made me want to cry because of all the silly things that I did in my youth. As now that I'm, you know, maturing and aging gracefully, I can look back and go, oh, yoy. so yeah, I think settle down, relax, surround yourself with smart people. And Darwin, I love be patient with your money thing. You know, anytime when, especially when I was younger, I played the stock market a lot and oh my goodness, did I ever lose a lot of money there. So if I would have been smart and even maybe put it into, you know, a dividend paying stocks that maybe work in a double in a day. I think it would have been much wiser for that. So thank you very much for that question. Well, you know what? You know, all I can say to that is that, thank goodness we don't have the attitude of the 18-year-old, like when we're this age now, like you got to go through that stage at some point, right? To get it out of your system and then you learn, hopefully you learn your lessons and you move on because none of us would be where we are now if we hadn't been maybe that 18-year-old who was a little unsettled and jumping all over the place because they've been part of growing up, right? Right. And thank goodness so that maybe social media wasn't around oh. back at that time either. So. <laughs> nasty photos of young Stephen on the internet. <laughs> well, that's a good point. And, that's the, right. yeah. and the <laughs> stories. <laughs> so, so Darvin, let's go back to you. Because you are an extremely successful person and have built not just Pinnacle lifestyles, but Pinnacle wealth as well. There's quite a bit that you have done. And Steve has been a part of your team for a number of years. But what is the attribute that has made you successful? Yeah, I think it all comes down to persistence, right? There's ups and downs in, in every business and, you know, the I mean, the more you go through business, the more you realize you should expect that. Don't. If you anticipate it and you expect it, it's not such a shock. But, you know, I remember in the earlier days where I just felt like beaten up from things that were going to happen, especially on the wealth side. And there was lots of competition coming in and regulations were getting more difficult. And so there's multiple times where I just thought, oh, we're doomed now. Right. But yeah. just, like I just, I was willing to put in the, the, the extra hours, the late nights and just keep plugging away and never give up. Right. Just, there's always, there's always a way out and just, just keep on trying. And sometimes you don't know what that way is, but, but yeah, just don't give up and keep plugging through. Don't expect things to just fall in your lap because I haven't found that happens too often. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Darn. Okay. Steve. Here's your question. And this, I think, is a fun question. 
you and your lovely light wife, where's your next out of this world, wonderful vacation going to be? Oh my goodness. Funny you should ask. We just booked Panama. Oh, oh. yeah. Gervin, I'm going to go uh, visit Mike Edwards. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah. So one of our reps basically uh, left. Well, he still has um, presence in Canada, but he's basically moved down to Panama. And he showed me a picture of his house and it looks like the, a white, like the White House, like the White really? House. Really? <laughs> I said, why did you, because it's only him and his beautiful wife. Why did you buy such a big house? And he said, well, to have you come down and visit. So I had to, oh, anyway, oh, there you go. That's Panama. <laughs> Oh, asking. Actually, we should be asking you. You're the world traveler, Laurel. Well, right? I know, but hey, I just... Yeah. Where are you going next? Podcast, I'd be asking you that question. <laughs> well, hey, you're the guest, so we get to ask you the questions. All right, so where can people reach you then? How can um, they help you? Yeah, so because Darwin was off doing all his stuff, you can send all inquiries through me. And I don't know, can you put it up on the podcast or should Oh, I yes, we will, for sure. Absolutely. Okay, good, Absolutely. good. So, yeah, yeah. And, and literally, I mean, if you want to talk to Darwin, give me a call. I'll set up a call. Um, right. Or if you're out in BC and you want to visit, absolutely would love to to host you. Oh, or if you're interested in investment inquiries, you can uh, bring all those through me. Okay, we'll have that information up, right, Catherine? Yes, but Steve, can you tell us what that information is? What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Email? What's your email? My email's steven.blaziak at pinnaclewealth.ca. Phone number 416-464-3085. And my favorite way of doing things, and that's why I love the Right Club so much, is in person. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. Well, thank you so much, both. It was great to talk to you. I really want to come out next time on BC. I'm in BC, which I, who knows when it'll be, but you, know, you never know these days. I'll get on the plane and go somewhere. I would love to come and, and see some of these places because they sound absolutely fabulous. Would love yep. to host you and make a make a multiple stop uh, trip for you. All right, sounds great. Thanks, Lord. guys. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Really appreciate. Uh, it. Thank you for hosting. Well, that was quite a lot of information for for us in this new asset class that they're opening up in Can uh, Canada. These are the only people that are actually taking underutilized campgrounds and RV parks and essentially almost doing a, a bird for them for a investment opportunity that is long going in a phenomenal asset class. Yeah. And in a phenomenal province in British Columbia, it's, you know, it's, it's a beautiful place and it sounds like they've really got some great stuff going. So I don't know, I don't know about you, Catherine, but you know what? I think that my next visit to BC, I might just go pop in and see what's going on because I think some of those places sound absolutely beautiful. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to go over to therightclub.com where we've got lots of great information for you, lots of knowledge and hours of podcasts to listen to. And as always, go customize your life because that's why we're doing what we're doing is to have the life we want. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping all levels of real estate investors advance to the next level and help you customize your life. Be sure to tune in next week at rightclub.com slash podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you get a few seconds, please rate the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps the show get noticed by others like you. And we truly appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe.